I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The ideas during the breaks are just, they're flying fast and furious. He has got, he's, you're so good at this during our little respite each hour that you come up with ideas. You're ready to come up with sponsors for the sponsors. Everything is content. Everything is content. Imagine being lucky enough to be married to me and just be around content all the time. That is a clear misrepresentation of what my marriage is like. She is not at all interested in my content. Uh, The takes. Firing off takes is where I'm at at home. Yeah, like and it'll be just, like, get a load of this. And yeah. she'll be like, you can stop right there. Can we just dial it back a hair? <laughs> right. You don't have to have an opinion on every <laughs> single thing. You know what I compared this dinner you made to? <laughs> Andy Reid during his time in Philadelphia. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio or, you know, Jim Tom Sula in San Francisco. Um <laughs> That's the couch. Yeah, that is. That's a fair point. And um, the dog couch too, not the nice couch. <laughs> the dog couch. That's what that is. Can you imagine me trying to curl up on a dog bed? What that would look like? It, I'd imagine your wife could imagine. Yes, and she should probably sit there and think, you know what? We're going to institute that. Not bad. We're see if he behaves himself. The these dog days. is very comfortable with the fact that I have not been there the last couple of days. Dogs probably live in the dream it's, up in on your side of the bed. Oh, and, totally. His rear end on your pillow. She, uh, my wife is trying to sell me. Oh, she misses you. The whole thing. Yeah, she no, doesn't. no, she doesn't. The second I'm gone, both both kids, seven and five, brought into the bed. Everyone <laughs> can sleep wherever they want. It's a free for all. You know, we talk about dynasties all the time in sports, and it's. Sometimes an overused word, but it is kind of funny that when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, this is one of the first times that it's actually coming up when you think about it. Because it is a team that has been to six straight AFC championship games, now making their fourth Super Bowl appearance. They have won two of them already, and yet we haven't really brought it up. Somebody did bring it up to Patrick Mahomes this week out at Super Bowl week, and he answered the question about whether or not he believes the Chiefs are a dynasty. I think the, the biggest thing about the dynasty is consistency, uh, trying to be consistently great every single year, not being, um, not getting too big-headed or, or satisfied with where they're at. Um, but you have to continue to do it year in and year out, and I don't think you can you you can really say that you're a dynasty until it's over and people will look at, back at your career and how you did it. And so for me, it's just trying to be great every single year. And uh, when I look back at my career, I'll, I'll know that I gave everything I had. I love that definition. Yep. Love it. Because people in San Francisco hate me because I believe the San Francisco Giants, not a dynasty. And they go, whoa. Really? Whoa. Three in five years. Yes. Three in five years. And the two years they didn't, they didn't even go to the playoffs. Won a World Series, missed the playoffs. Won a World Series, missed the playoffs. Won a World Series, missed the playoffs. And in those five years, they were never the best team in baseball. And people will hate me for that. Winning the World Series isn't always about being the best team. It's about being the hottest team at the right time. Anyone think the Diamondbacks were truly the best team in the National League? No, but they were the hottest team. And I think that Giants baseball team, not a dynasty. Consistency is the key. 
I agree with Mahomes there. Well, we'll have that discussion another time because you're absolutely lost. No, I'm not. It's but, very well laid out, and Mahomes agrees. You can lay it out all you want. You're still wrong. Well, Doesn't matter. Mahomes, <laughs> I feel pretty good about where I stand, and I won't be you revisiting know what? this. Let's make sure that we get uh, Darlington today to go to Mahomes and say, listen, what do you think about the San Francisco Giants? <laughs> Were they a dynasty in the 2010s? Was it truly even your bull expletive? <laughs> but point being... Why haven't we brought it up until this point? Because you need three. Is that true? I It's yeah, always I been maintained. True. Bring Wilner and Handman in on this. It's because we didn't talk about this before the show, so this is going to happen organically. It's always been long-held belief that three and five is the jumping-off point for a dynasty. Three and five. You do not get more than five years to accumulate three world championships. Does anyone disagree with that? Uh, I think you do get more more than five years. I mean, the Sp- to win three. Yeah, the Spurs won three, and it wasn't in five years. They won in ninety nine, oh three, and then in oh four or five. It was like it wasn't five year stretch. So like, I do think that there is. But they also kept winning. But I do think you have to have three. I think three is the number. But but the discussions have always, I I, I feel like, in the job at least in sports radio. The discussions have always begun after a team wins its second. Are they on the verge of a dynasty? Correct. That that that's where the conversation can. But we start. haven't even. But we haven't had that discussion about the Chiefs. We've been too busy comparing Mahomes to Brady. This would be a more realistic conversation. Mahomes Brady not realistic yet. Everyone insisting on discussing it for the last two weeks. All right. So Handman, what do you got? Um, I would say the last time, not the last time, but one of the times I remember thinking about dynasty was the Chicago Blackhawks. And then I feel like once we started bringing them up, considering them a dynasty, they just fell off. Blackhawks mm. won three, though, didn't they? They did. Mm. So are you saying they're like, not a dynasty? I guess they were like a dynasty for a hot second. All right. I don't, what do I do with that? I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. It, you're not a dynasty for a hot You either are a dynasty or you're not. The dynasty so, does not last forever. Look around at the Roman Empire, not lasting forever. Ming Dynasty, not lasting forever. Napoleon, I could oh, yeah. go on all day. These dynasties <laughs> don't last. The question is, was it a dynasty? It was Once a again, dynasty for, for those five years. Yes. I'm really starting to think that you might be Dog's kid. Like his, You might be Chris Him? Russo's. No, you. Me. You might be Chris Russo's, you know, Child out of wedlock somewhere. What do we have? Because, what? listen, dynasties, we go Ming Dynasty, yeah. then we go uh, Holy Roman Empire, was neither holy, nor Roman, nor an empire. <laughs> like, that's what you sound like right now. Like, the only thing that's missing is the voice, and that's only because you didn't grow up in the same household being the illegitimate kid of Christmas. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look this Blackhawks thing up right now, because I thought it was three in how many years? Because you got to get the criteria right. The Chiefs are absolutely on the verge. You win this weekend. That means three wins in five years, right? Because it's six straight AFC championships, but the first year they lost to, what was it, Brady and the Patriots Mm -hmm. in overtime that game? Slice that off. Last five years, five AFC championship games, four Super Bowl appearances. They'd have three Super Bowl wins if they win this weekend. That is absolutely a dynasty because they're also dominating in the years they're not winning the Super Bowl. They're either getting to the Super Bowl or they lost the AFC championship game that one year to the Bengals. That's a dynasty. Consistently good. That's why the Giants are not in that category. They missed the playoffs the two years they didn't win the World Series. You know what's nuts about this? What do we always talk about in the NFL? Oh, the parody. There's so much parody in the NFL. The salary cap makes sure that there's parody in the NFL. Yet we're talking about the Chiefs and their stretch of going to AFC, uh, six AFC championship games. We look at the dynasties in the league that we've seen, two dynasties separately. 
uh, for the Patriots and then an incredible uh, 17 to 18 year stretch. I mean, is there really parody in the NFL or is it just parody for who's going to be the runner up? The idea that we just went from Brady Belichick and as that was winding down, we all kind of acknowledged, hey, man, you're never going to see this again. This is unparalleled in a sport like football with a salary cap where injuries can happen so frequently, so devastatingly. Coaches moving on. You're never going to see this again. And then we pretty much see it again immediately. Immediately, someone steps into that mantle. Not someone who stepped in as like, you know, probably the best team in the AFC. A legitimate dynasty steps in to replace the greatest dynasty of all time. And that's where we are. Like, if you're everyone else in the AFC, I could imagine why it's so awful to be a Jets fan. Like, for you two, back there. It's just got to be an awful experience watching Brady for two decades, and then here comes Mahomes. That felt unnecessary. It's got to be somebody. Aaron Rodgers, look, I, we I can't know, always talk about the positive stuff, Aaron. I No, we can't. But, I, I mean, that felt unnecessary. Who else did you want me to dust there? Someone aggressive. had to get dusted? Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm shook. Well, Baltimore won in that stretch. Pittsburgh won in that stretch. I can make fun of the Chargers. We've been doing that forever. Cleveland? At least the Jets didn't give up three first-round picks for their quarterback who doesn't play. I don't know. Cleveland was in the playoffs this year. Cleveland on their fifth-string quarterback in the playoffs. Jets, a disaster with just their second quarterback. Think about that. Cleveland won with five different quarterbacks. Jets couldn't even win with their second guy. The Jets, uh, I think, lost with four different quarterbacks. That, yeah, that's not going to catch anyone by surprise. <laughs> that could be completely made up. Everyone driving around, yep, that sounds about right. That's the Jets right there. But it's, I'm surprised but, it wasn't more. But it really is. I mean, think about the stretch here that the 49ers have had of success, but they haven't won a championship yet. Is everybody else at this point just playing for second place? How many, and you can bring a new team into it each year. How many teams are legitimately competing for a championship every year? I maintain it's 10 at the most. 10 at the most are competing for a championship. And you would have said before the season started, look at our final four. Would you have said Kansas City's in that 10? Yes. San Francisco? Yes. Baltimore? Yes. Detroit? If you said that 10 were were legitimate contenders, Detroit probably slides in there. You had them on the upward trajectory, to be sure. Yeah. Like, they slide in there. Philly and Dallas are in there. Um, You have maybe Jacksonville's in there. Buffalo's in there. Cincinnati's in there pre-injury. Maybe Cleveland had been in, in there. But so we're you're talking, talking about, about come training camp, how many teams start are legitimately the, start of the season. I in believe, that discussion? I think Bill Walsh is the one who said it famously, and then I ripped it off poorly. But Bill Walsh said something like, and this was back when there were maybe only 28 teams. He's like, you're not competing against 27 other teams every single year. You're not doing that. You're really competing against six or eight teams. Because a bunch of teams, Bears, Panthers, Jets, they can't figure it out. There's a bunch of teams that are out of contention before the season even starts. So you talk about a league with 32 teams, and that's great, but you can slice off probably a third of them before the year starts and say these teams are are, are not even – who surprised us this year? Who was that surprising? Cleveland the Rams. Was, Rams were surprising. Uh, Rams, Rams won 10 games. Surprising. Nobody expected the Rams to win 10 games. Houston, okay. Houston, Houston surprising. Absolutely. What else? Uh, surprising good, not surprising bad. Tampa Bay, I think, was a little bit surprising somebody, that they won nine games. Somebody had to win that division, though. Uh, yes, somebody I know that. was winning that division with nine games. Yes, I know. That's Listen. a default. That's a default. They were the one that surprised that they won that crap division, but somebody had to win that crap division. I and think not- that's probably about it. Pittsburgh yeah. at 10 and 7, not surprising. They always no, find Tomlin ways to wins do that. Games. But yeah. Handman, you said Colts. I said the Colts. Colts were yeah. surprising. Colts at yes. nine and eight. That's fair with Gardner Minshew most of the season. But yeah, definitely fair. Parody. 
It's uh, it's the great lie. Well, enjoy that. 22 other NFL cities that have no hope going into next year already. And it is February the 7th. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80. And we are, of course, available on your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, you need to be. You can go get it anywhere you get your podcast. Carlin versus Joe. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, the ESPN app, whatever you need to do to go get them uh, so that you do not miss a minute of the show. It is all there for you. The Super Bowl is in Vegas, and we may be in Connecticut, but we're going to have a Super Bowl pool party. Ah. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Slide on your speedo. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe pool party. Uh, I tell you what, I uh, normally at this point during Super Bowl week, not being there in Vegas. I would have a little bit of that FOMO, a little bit of that fear of missing out. Yeah. And to be fair, like Monday into yesterday a little bit, I had it. Today, not so much. Checking in with people out there, it has been rainy. It has been cold. Good friend of mine is out there to play golf. 34 degrees today. 34 degrees today. Guess what? 34 degrees in Connecticut, too. I'm pretty comfortable. I'm good. Were you... If you were at the Super Bowl, were you planning on spending a majority of your time outside? Uh, outside of doing the show, sure. Okay. I, listen, I am not somebody that has to just walk around to be seen. That's not me. <laughs> That's not me. I don't get invited to the the big Super Bowl parties. You're Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll either be at the blackjack table or I'll be on the golf course. There you go. That's, okay. Plenty of golf, all. too. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take the caboose here if you're ready. Go. 
Pool party is very simple. We create a series of pools. You have to choose the most likely candidate, the one that suits your fancy the most. And the best way to describe this to people is to just give them an example. So pool number one, which of the following individuals has the most on their shoulders entering the Super Bowl? That's how we've decided to phrase this. The most on their shoulders entering the Super Bowl. Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. Rasheed Rice, the young wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs. Jake Moody, Niners kicker. Ooh, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Moody is, oh, yeah, oh is. boy. I mean, like, if you would describe Moody as a kicker, it would be he's Moody. Yeah. In other words, he's remarkably inconsistent. Name is both a noun and a verb. Yeah. I would go Steve Wilkes, though, because I, I, I've had this stuck in my head for two days uh, since we talked about it on Monday. The idea that if you're Steve Wilkes, you have to force the 49ers uh, or rather, you have to force the Kansas City Chiefs into running the ball as much as you can. And I just don't know that that's going to work against Patrick Mahomes. I think they'll be able to run the ball, don't get me wrong, but that 49ers secondary is its not good. Suspect. Yeah, suspect to say sus, the least. as the kids would say, sus. It is. And... I, I really would say that Wilkes has the most on it. Rasheed Rice, it's unfair, but if Kansas City is going to win this game, you have Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey, Joe Tooney, star offensive lineman, he's out. Yep. So you have Mahomes, Kelsey, Pacheco, and who else? You can't count on guys like Tony, MVS, Justin Watson, like all those guys either not playing or won't do much. Like Rasheed Rice, whether you like it or not, there's a lot on your plate this weekend. If you're going to win this game. Mm. That's why I like him. First TD, 11 to 1, just throwing it out there. And just to be fair, Fortinbaugh effect, Rasheed Rice down to 50 to 1. For MVP? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about him 60, 60 to 1, 1 yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Fortinbaugh effect, people, pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. We only went 5 and 0 oh in pizza money yesterday. That's Ho-hum. all. Ho hum. Three mm-hmm. Rudy, Rudy Gobert props needed overtime. Doesn't matter. Speaking of your loss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pool party of the non Super Bowl teams. So that's 30 teams. Chiefs, Niners are out of the equation. Of the non Super Bowl teams, Pick two that will be in the Super Bowl next year. Oh, great question. So you got 30 teams to choose from. Which two of those 30 will represent their respective conferences next season? Well, it's not going to be the Cowboys. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> Cowboys out, Panthers yeah. out. Yeah, I will ride with the Lions in the NFC, and Ooh. I know that'll be a trendy pick. Very trendy. But I do see a lot of things that would lead me to believe that they that's next, and they're not going to take a step back barring a nightmarish injury scenario. I would go Lions, and I would go Houston Texans already. How about that? Houston Texans in the Jim Harbaugh. Do you want me to give you a take or not? Ooh, that's a good, it's a good one. You said, just, not, you, said not the, you said not the teams that are in it right now. No, can't use so those. that's the Chiefs. Okay, So that's why. If you're going to make it, you clarify your little rules and then knock me for it, that's on you. couple teams you don't want to sleep on from a Vegas odds perspective. Number one, Green Bay. Okay. Young team. They've got money to spend. They've got the they quarterback. They can get out in free agency. Number two, the Atlanta Falcons. People will say, wah, I think Raheem Morris is going to be a big upgrade. If they go out and make a move at quarterback, things are going to change dramatically. Soft division. They finish third, so they get a third-place schedule. And then in the AFC, tough division. Don't sleep on Cleveland. They're sitting out there at like 40 to 1 right now. If they were one of the most injured teams in the NFL this year, they're healthy next season. Could be very dangerous. Mm. Throwing it out there. Okay. Pool party number three. Very straightforward. Super Bowl MVP. Travis Kelsey, 14 to 1. Isaiah Pacheco, 30 to 1. Debo Samuel, 20 to 1. 
Brandon Ayuk, Rasheed Rice, both 50 to 1. Boy, Ayuk at 50 to 1, I don't hate either to dabble a little bit, but um, I would probably go with Kelsey because it it's just too obvious of a story. It really the Taylor is. Taylor Swift effect. And, and not, not just that, but I, I said this yesterday the people who vote on it, besides the 20% of the vote, I believe it's 20%, that goes to the general public to yep. vote during the game. Huge mistake. The 14 other voters, uh, writers, broadcasters, and such, people covering the game, they always want the good, the big story of it all. And you think about it over the years when there has been a side story to a game, it has played out that way. Much different way, don't get me wrong, but like a guy who is the MVP of a game that was a little bit nondescript in terms of MVPs, Ray Lewis. There was the big story all week long that was well a year removed. Deer Antler Spray. DAS. The famous DAS year. But No, no, no. But I mean, even the first time around, too. Oh, the Disney effect because they didn't want him. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the best story. It's the best story, good or bad or indifferent about it. Interesting. That's why biggest story, I'm going with Kelsey. I don't care much for the public having a say in this. I don't trust the public. You ever been in a TSA line? Yeah. Yeah, you can't have those people. one this morning. Can't have those people voting for MVP. And that's Some, all of us. Yeah, that's. I'd yeah. imagine you're not exactly nimble getting through there. Oh, cat-like. Listen, I get yeah. impatient. That's one place where I do get impatient. Know what you're doing. We don't yeah. stop to chat. We yeah. don't do any of that. Let's go. Keep it moving. Is it your first time through? You take your bag, you put it through. Yeah. Vacation's over. Yeah. Vacation's over. No time for chit-chat. Oh, you're stunned. You have to take out your laptop. Good for paying attention. <laughs> first Final time pool party. The quarterback for the Chicago Bears week one next season, Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. I'm going to go off the board here. Oh. I mean, not off this board, but like this selection. You're going to go outside the pool. No, I'm going inside the pool. You are in the pool. But somewhat surprising. Maybe in the deep end. I'll say Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback. Yes. So Um, what happens here? Bears Bears trade out of the number one pick. So the Bears draft a quarterback, but they don't draft the generational Caleb Williams. Well, because Caleb Williams says, I'm not going to play there. And I, I think that could happen. I honestly do. And when that happens, I'm assuming the Bears will still trade fields anyway because I don't expect them to take another North Carolina quarterback that high. They trade back to two. Jaden Daniels would be a very interesting pick for the Bears. If Caleb Williams tells the Bears he's not going to play for him, and I'm the Bears, I invoke the Ron Burgundy meme where he puts the cigarette in his mouth and goes, I don't believe you. And I pulled the trigger. I draft him anyway. I wouldn't do and it. And we're going to see what happens. I've seen we too many times we've seen guys who said, you know, Blank around and find out. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted in Chicago. What do we have to lose? Exactly. I'll draft you. I'll draft Bo Nix as well. I'll draft every quarterback, and we'll see how it shakes down. People say we don't have a 4,000-yard passer. We'll take another one at nine. I'll have eight 4,000-yard passers out there. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Nice little pool party you put together there. I had nothing to do with it. It was all Evan. Okay. I just read the board. Well, welcome to my entire career. (laughs) The Super Bowl champion settles the biggest debate of the week. Is Brock Purdy a game manager? Mm. One guy who certainly knows what a game manager looks like is going to join us in moments on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Super Week 2024 on ESPN Radio. We ain't done yet. All the news and analysis. One game. Plus the latest from ESPN Bet. I think in a game like this, you probably just play it money line. Touchdown. Super Week 2024. Believe it, baby. We're going to Las Vegas. From Las Vegas to you. Continuing coverage right here on ESPN Radio. This guy knows all about winning a Super Bowl. He is one of the greatest linebackers to ever play the game. The Hall of Famer Derek Brooks, Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Bucks in Super Bowl 37. He hosts the Brooks and Beckles show. Uh, he is, of course, with us right now. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. Mr. Brooks, we appreciate a few minutes. Let's just start, get right into this game. As a guy that knows what great defenses look like, what impresses you about the two defenses in this Super Bowl? Uh, what, is, what has impressed me, starting with the 49ers, uh, is the fact that they've been able to uh, reinvent themselves uh, once again. If you think about this, the nucleus of this defense, they've gone through three defensive coordinators over the past four and a half seasons. You know, Coach Sala, <laughs> D'Amico Ryans, and now Coach Wilkes, and they've been able to maintain elite performance, uh, especially during the playoffs. Uh, the fact that uh, they were able to come out the second half, make those adjustments last week, you know, against Detroit was a critical piece, and they created turnovers uh, with them. That was that what has impressed me. Uh, then you look at the other side of the football, the coach Spagnuolo, what he's been able to do. Obviously, uh, they got a nice linebacker, uh, Mr. Bolton over there as well, uh, and Chris Jones. They've been able to go stop the, everybody knows, probably the MVP of the league and Lamar Jackson. They've been able to go out in these playoffs and go against top-notch offenses, experienced offenses, and do the things that they've been able to do in weather conditions. That's not ideal. So uh, that's what I've been impressed by, them. They, that Kansas City has been able to control tempo, eliminate a lot of big plays. That's what they've been able to do to interrupt themselves to be in a position that they're in now, and that's facing the 49ers here in the Super Bowl. As we're talking about defense, defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes of the 49ers, under a little pressure here coming into this game, that unit hasn't looked great the last couple games. Detroit tore them up a little bit. They say they're going to make the corrections. 
What is it that they should focus on in this game to try to limit what Kansas City can do? Do you try to stop Pacheco, or do you do you go all out to defend the pass and let him beat you up underneath in the running game? No, uh, any any you know you, you're talking to an old school guy here, Derek Brooks. I believe in stopping the run. Uh, I believe the easiest thing to do for any offense is to turn and hand the football off. So I believe that they had to go in, stop the run, and once they stop the run. Now it's, hey, how do we create uncomfortable situations for Patrick Mahomes to be uncomfortable? If you look at the Buccaneers' defense, when they played them back in 2020 in the Super Bowl, the Bucs' defense was able to do that. Now, granted, Kansas City had some offensive line issues uh, at the time, and and Patrick, I think, was was playing with a little bit of an ankle. But they were able to manipulate uh, pre-snap reads and creating turn and creating situations to create turnovers. And the next thing they need to do is, hey, when Patrick Mahomes and this offense give you a chance to get a turnover, you can't miss. You got to bat a thousand. You cannot allow them to have opportunities after opportunities when it comes to uh, making turnovers. So that will be uh, my simplistic game plan: stop the run, eliminate the big plays, and get Mahomes uncomfortable in the pocket. And the fourth thing is, as I said before, don't miss any turnover opportunities. It's Derek Brooks, Pro Football Hall of Famer, won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 37 with the Buccaneers joining us, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. All right, in that Super Bowl, you had Brad Johnson as your quarterback. He was a game manager. When you look at Brock Purdy, is Brock Purdy a game manager? Yeah, and let me ask you this, guys. When does when does game manager become a bad thing? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great uh, point. You know, when when is you know, who started that narrative? Yeah, you manage the game, you protect the football, you give yourself and your team a chance to win. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you make plays by making great decisions and managing the game. <laughs> so I don't see a problem, you know, with that. This young man showed another, Brock Prater, that is, he showed another level of maturity last week when it came to his athleticism. Uh, people, let's not forget, he scrambled for a lot of yards last week that kept drives alive and kept momentum plays going for the San Francisco offense. And don't turn, don't turn the football over. So I don't have a problem with, the, with someone being a game manager because that's winning football in my opinion. Derek, your former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they turned a lot of heads this year. They emerged from the NFC South. They go to the playoffs. They beat the Eagles. Hell of a season. They're hanging right with Detroit in the divisional round. What do you think they end up doing with Baker Mayfield? Do they give him the long-term deal heading in the free agency? Yes, I would love to see Baker come back as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, and I think that obviously uh, builds into Mike Evans. I'd love to see him come back. You know, Levante Davis, I'd love to see him come back. Uh, they had to get a long-term deal with, you know, Tristan Worth, our great young left tackle. Antoine Winfield Jr., you know, best player on the defense right now. You know, he's due for a long-term contract. So when, when you look at you know, where they are in the personnel and how and where, where does it start to fit budget, it still starts with the quarterback position. And I think Baker answered a lot of questions for them in that regard. And I just hope the economics on both sides, you know, come to the table uh, and get something worked out for him to remain the starting quarterback of the Bucks. Derek Brooks with us. All right, listen, I've been dying to ask this question to one of the – just stalwarts of that defense for years and years and years. I was at the Super Bowl 
when you just pounded the Raiders. You got to tell me the story of when it was that you guys knew they were going to be using the same signals. Was it, you know, during the week leading up to it? I mean, how confident were you? Just just kind of take me inside the defensive meeting rooms <laughs> and then to the game itself when nothing has changed and you realize you know everything that is going to happen on that offense. Well, you know, I do want to just spell one thing. One is the Raiders did try to do different things at the start of the game. They just didn't work. Uh, And where we we had a a big advantage was Coach Gruden, he knew the personalities of of the Oakland Raiders offensive players, starting with the quarterback, Rich Gannon. He knew how Rich think. He knew what he would do in certain situations. He knew how they would respond. It was more so their personalities than the offensive scheme. So during practice, that's what we did. We scripted environments to see how they would respond. We worked on that in practice. Hey, if we do this, they should do this in the game. If they do this in the game, then it worked. If they don't, we felt we were talented enough to make any adjustments. Once we got in the game, we showed certain defensive looks, certain environments. They reacted the way we practiced. We knew then we had the advantage. That's all we knew. We still had to go out, you know, and play the game. But we knew we were, we were on to certain tendencies. And, you know, the other thing was, hey, and that's why I go back to what I said earlier. We knew we could not let Rich Gannon get second opportunities. If he gives you a chance to pick the ball off, come up with the ball. And we were able to do that and create turnovers. And uh, another hidden thing of that Super Bowl that we don't get a lot of credit for it's how well Michael Pittman played. Man, we ran the football for 170-some yards, and that kept Oakland off balance defensively the entire game. All right, D. Brooks, tell us what you're up to today. Uh, what I'm up to is uh, representing Little Caesars, our NFL uh, piece of sponsor, uh, and I'm proudly doing it by representing our Super Bowl promotion called the uh, Big Six slices and sticks where we're asking uh, all of our, all of your listeners and all of our fans to download the little Caesars app. And once you download the app, you have to accept the challenge. Okay. It's just a multi-step process. <laughs> you accept the challenge and then you go spend a little bit of coin with us. You, you, you make an order. And once you do that, you enter into the contest. And this is how everybody wins. We need a pick six for a touchdown, pick six touchdown in the Super Bowl. Don't care which team does it, all right? <laughs> Personally, I wanted to happen for the 49ers because I'm rooting for the 49ers. I wanted to be a linebacker. But if there's an interception for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, now everybody that entered the contest, they get a free pizza. They get a free pizza, uh, slice of the six pizza. Nice. Pizza. So that's what, we're, that's what we're representing today. Nice. Love it. Appreciate it, Derek Brooks. Your insight, time, uh, best of luck, and Pro Football Hall of Famer, awesome stuff. Thanks again. All right. Well, you know what? If the content got to start, I need you two guys to go do it right now. Download that app. We're yeah. done. It's lunchtime. I'm right. starving, DB. I could eat. All right. All right. Set the tempo. Appreciate it. <laughs> Derek yes. Brooks with us. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Is it possible that one quarterback in this game 
has actually zero pressure on him. That's next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's a 13-time Pro Bowler, 7-time NFL passing leader, and Super Bowl 44 champion and MVP. Breeze throwing downfield, touchdown! Drew Breeze joins Carlin versus Joe to discuss Super Bowl 58 and much more tomorrow at 12.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Boys and girls, for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have both the knowledge and the experience to answer all of your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Carlin versus Joe, Super Bowl 58, pizza money, prop of the day. Pizza, pizza. Hot last night, 5-0, up 5.45 units. Overall still down, 148, 159-2, down 23 units. I'm about the now. Yeah, Rudy was 5-0 last night. Rudy Gobert, we had three separate rebound props. He hit all the escalators. They went to OT, got the 16th rebound. Very, very nice. Thank you to him. Thank you to Clemson. Thank you to Devin Booker, all that good stuff. Super Bowl prop. We've given out Patrick Mahomes under 37.5 passing attempts. Yesterday, we gave out Rasheed Rice for MVP at 60-1 to Today, we're going to give out two Kyle Juszczyk props, 49ers fullback. We're going to go over half a reception, and we're going to go over three and a half receiving yards. Imagine the sweat for this one. <laughs> we're just waiting for Kyle Juszczyk to hopefully catch one pass one catch. for at least four yards. Okay? That's I, what we're hoping for. Man. It's one of those ones that you just look at and you're like, how do I not bet this? He caught two for 33 yards in the NFC Championship game. Orlovsky was on ESPN Bet Live yesterday. We're back today, ESPN 2, 6 p.m. Eastern. Boom, that's how you plug. And we asked him. I asked him flat out about Juszczyk, and he goes, oh, I think he's getting this. The way you want to game plan against Kansas City, the way you want to protect Brock Purdy, the way you want to make things simple, Juszczyk is one of the most cerebral players on the field. Very smart guy. Kyle Juszczyk, over half a reception, over three and a half receiving yards. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I got to ask this question. So for those who are unfamiliar with Super Bowl week and how it usually works when you're at Radio Row or you're a radio show uh, during the week, 
that may not be there, but you still get offered a lot of guests. So here's the deal. And this might be obvious to a lot of you, but for those who are uninitiated, I just want to explain. Many former players, Hall of Famers, great broadcasters, so many different football dignitaries this week are all of a sudden available for interview. Live and in person, if you're at Radio Row, or available to us. We had Derek Brooks just a few moments ago. But they all have a plug. And of course, they are going on Radio Row up and down to a ton of shows. Maybe they spend three, four hours doing 10, 12 shows, working with a company, getting a plug in. I got to know. How much money are they making just to do that? Like, Derek mm. Brooks mm. is there with Little Caesars. Always and a good question. It never rubs anyone the wrong way when what you ask was the money. Window Let's today. all talk salaries here. It, salaries, benefits, 401k. Let's get it all out on the table. Am I am I being, you know, a little bit petty in asking that question? I think the fact that we didn't ask Derek Brooks for his social security number was a miss on our behalf. Yeah, I, I think that was a big miss. I didn't ask Derek Brooks. Hey, what are you making for this, by the Derek, way? Derek, financially... Give us all the details. Yeah. And then you can tell us about Little Caesars. We have Saquon tomorrow. I'll be sure to make sure I get the W-2 in advance. Yeah. I'll ask him. Well, we're, I mean, we're not. All, all I'm curious about is just. How much do you have for I, retirement, here's Saquon? What I, here's what I want, okay? Is it that bad to want us to do well enough that one of us at a radio row in 2033 could spend three hours and get paid twenty five grand. Oh well, nothing's wrong with that. Greed is good. Greed is fine. Well, this is my point. There's no one that's ever come down off a mountain and said there's a problem with greed. Don't worry about any of that. Not a sin. Not a not a sin. Nothing. Nothing to that extent. We are not. I mean, you plan on going to the NFL Hall of Fame anytime soon? Because that's what Derek Brooks did to get to the the the. the right, Mike Golick. What are you doing? Mike Golick is a guy that radio really- Hall of Famer. Also played professional football. Right. You've done neither. Sat in those seats. Sat yeah, in those seats. Sat that's here. my point. That's my point. Maybe our show would be fortunate enough someday to do what Mike and Mike did remotely. Even close to it, I'd be thrilled. I've stood outside the White House, never ran for office, was never the president of the United States. So you don't pay attention at all and wonder, eh, how much are you getting today for that? Oh, of course I wonder. Well, then what, what's wrong with me bringing this up? I think it's, it's a question that everybody would have. Because it's important for me to distinguish myself as the one with both class and couth on this show. You can be the wrecking ball that asks everyone how much they make. I want to make it a point that I don't do that, and then I casually slide into the conversation, and then I speculate as to how much they're making. But I i don't know. You threw 25 k out there. Is that uh, what you think the number is? I'm classy enough to not ask it to them directly. Right. Unless it was somebody that I knew. If I knew them personally, I might ask them directly on the air. Yeah. What are you getting? I don't know what Derek Brooks is getting for that. I don't, but they get all of these pitches. They get... Pitches in major markets all over the place over the span of about four hours. All I'm saying is, if you're Derek Brooks, what do you think he's pulling? We got to you got to ask how much goes into it because we're just presenting it as, hey, you're on Radio Row for one day, you're doing three to four hours of interviews, but he's also probably doing a meet and greet. He probably also has some sort of photo okay. shoot, signed some autographs. There's other stuff that goes into this that we don't see. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant talked about it once when he was in the Bay Area about 
how investing in companies was so much better than endorsements because you didn't have all the responsibilities that came with it. Because guys are going next level business. That's neither here nor there. Okay. I don't know. I mean, you throw 25K out there, it's like, all right, it's Derek Brooks. He's got the gold jacket. He's got the Super Bowl. He's the gold the jacket, band. I mean, it immediately goes up. Yeah, it's going up with the gold jacket. Yeah. He, he checks the two major boxes. It's He's like a champion and a Hall of Famer. The prime reason that Pete Rose wants to be in the Hall of Fame is that he could put HOF on his autograph yeah. and kick in and charge an extra 50 bucks a yeah. pop. From 150 to 200. Exactly. You can find him in that little uh, strip mall oh. between the uh, Mandalay Bay and the Luxor, Can I by just, the way. By the way, if you're looking for an I autograph. saw that one time. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Pete Rose, and this was not Super Bowl week, was sitting at that what a collectible store, yeah. whatever it is, outside with nobody around. Well, when you're doing it every single day of the yeah, year, it's you know the supply and demand thing. You got to drop the supply a little bit, but how much increase the demand? How much you get? I don't know. I, I mean, All the right, twenty-five well, number sounds good. I have no idea. I mean, what Derek are you Rose- charging right now as Joe Fortenbaugh? You want six hours of my time? This is what it's going to cost you. Fly me in, get me a hotel room. Probably it. Cover some of the gambling losses. Bottle of Pinot. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, no, I've been dry. Fifty-two days. I've been dry. You can't give me a bottle of Pinot. We're a week can't and a half it. into February. What are you doing? Experimenting. Oh, once again, you're better than us. No, no, no. I, th- I actually feel I'm worse than everyone. We're going out tonight. I'm going to be sitting there drinking ginger ale. Like, a... I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> While we're on the topic of being way into the weeds on weeds on Radio Row, there's a column that Brian Curtis writes every year for the Ringer about like which names are Monday, Tuesday guests on radio. Yeah, and yeah. Who builds up to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah. So Brian might have the answer on how much these guys make. I mean, he like he like covers the radio row beat if there actually is one. The movie stars don't come in until late in the week. Like the big Tomorrow movie stars. Loaded. I remember Ryan Reynolds coming in for Deadpool, and it was like, oh, Van Wilder's here. This is awesome. But here's the kicker. I worked morning radio back in those days. You don't get those people early in the morning afternoon shows clean up on those guys. Ryan Reynolds is not showing up at 7.30 a.m. to promote that movie, nor would I if I were to be Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, listen, you'd obviously much rather be a Thursday-Friday guy than a Monday-Tuesday guy. You and I are the following Monday guy. <laughs> Super Bowl's already over. That's no also depressing. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.